Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Coming up on this episode of the Money Night Podcast, we're going to talk about the higher interest rate environment we're in right now. Does it make sense to move all your money to cash to take advantage of that now that the returns are at least you can notice them, I guess, compared to what we've seen in recent years. So we'll discuss that strategy coming up here on the podcast. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Well, glad to have you inside the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George with Wade Chessman. He is a certified financial planner, certified kingdom advisor as well at Chessman Wealth. Wade, how are you? I am doing well today, Ben. We just had a big, huge freeze here in Dallas. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I got down to like 10 or something. Mm. So we're, we're thawing out a little bit over here. Yeah, I've always been surprised how cold it gets in, in Dallas. You would think Texas, oh, never gets that cold. But you guys get some pretty pretty nice cold patches from time to time, huh? Every once in a while, they'll they'll kind of hit you. Well, we got a good show coming up. Again, if you have questions for Wade, you can always call 214 214- Five seven two two one two zero, or log on chessmanwealth.com. So this idea of, of saving money into um, just a, a savings account or a CD, these conservative investments that, you know, three or four years ago, Wade, you probably would have gotten about, what, a half a percent on, but now you're actually yeah. seeing some... If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. And now you're seeing some actual significant, I guess, in terms of safe money, a uh, return. So this idea of should I just be moving the money into cash is something you want to discuss today. Yeah. I mean, because right now, as you just pointed out, banks are paying pretty good rates, especially maybe not your big banks, like your big national banks. They're still not paying a lot. But if you search around some online banks, there's some really good rates out there right now, north of 5%. And so the temptation might be, Hey, maybe I should just put it all in there because, you know, 2022, for example, I probably didn't earn 5% of my money. And that could be tempting. The reason, and I did a video on this not too long ago, the reason I don't recommend that, it's just not going to give you enough growth over taxes, inflation over time. That's the key to remember here is over time, Ben. Mm-hmm. The reason we take the risk of investing with equities or stocks or owning ownership, if you will, is because they can produce double-digit, high double-digit returns many, many times. They can, and they've done that many times. So when we have the news of the day like we currently have, although things have slowed down a little bit, we still have wars going on, we still have plenty of concerns, you may say, you know, I'm not going to take any more risk, I'm just going to put it all in the bank and be done with it. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's crazy, I'm just going to tell you it's not a great long-term investment strategy. Risk gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben, when, when, when I say risk, what do you think most people think about? You know, what do you- uh, The stock market? Yeah, I think that's true. I think what they really mean is losing all your money. That's what, they, that's what they're talking about right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like if I put all my money in crypto, I could lose all my money. I'm not talking about that type of risk. What I'm talking about is volatility risk. And those who have accepted volatility over time have historically done very well. Volatility is the ups and downs. You have to balance it. You have to identify what money you need in the short run. And we talked to all we've done podcast on this, Ben, the whole bu- bucketing concept, things like that. Identify money you need in the short run, and that needs to be, in a, be put in a safe spot, i.e. a high-yield money market right now. It's a great place to have it. 
and you're you are getting rewarded for it now let me i will point this out too ben the reason you're getting rewarded right now or reason interest rates are high is not because things are great the reason their interest rates are high is because the fed had to raise rates to try to fix some problems with inflation which is still here so so i'd rather have lower interest rates and better inflation but that's just another aside but the fact is um the money you need in the short term run should be in a safe spot like a high yield money market high yield savings account but the money that you need in 5 10 15 20 years from now certainly can sustain some volatility that's and assuming it's on the upward slope which of course it usually is so you know when we talk about vol volatility let me give an example crypto i mentioned it earlier I don't recommend anyone buy crypto, but I have a friend who did, okay? Some people owed him some money, and I don't know if you know this, Ben, this is totally crazy. He got paid back through Venmo, and believe it or not, you can buy crypto on Venmo. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, you don't need to fill out any suitability forms. You don't need to get it. You can just do it, which is kind of crazy to me, but you, you can do it. So he did this a little over two years ago. He put $2,000 in it, and very quickly it was down to 1000 and I think somewhere today, it's like at $2,200. So he's actually up around 13% or so. Is that a good investment? Sounds no. like No. <laughs> no, it's not. Because the volatility is completely off the charts. Right. 2000 right. down to 1000 back up to twenty two. I mean, it's crazy. So when I look at a chart of that, it's just like not something I would want to be in. Everything has its day. Cash is having its day right now. Crypto's had its day. But historically, these types of things are short-lived. They're like the bad team that occasionally wins. Not the Cowboys, obviously, because they, they, they never win, apparently, anymore. But maybe the Lions. You know, the Lions are finally having their day, right? There you go. So it's very important that we don't take the short-term news and interpolate it too far into the future. Risk tolerance, is, it's, it's something that's very hard for us to really understand. I've always said that everybody overestimates their tolerance for risk. We, everybody wants high returns. We just don't want to pay for them. So we don't want to deal with the volatility. So there's room for conservative stuff in our portfolio for sure. But I would be very hesitant to make all of your portfolio that because you're going to have a difficult time staying above taxes and inflation over time. So another way to think about it is if you're going to keep all your money safe, what you're probably going to do is go broke safely. So that's the message for today. Take advantage of these high rates, especially for your short term money, money you know you're going to be needing to spend in the near future. Certainly don't leave that in your checking account, paying you next to nothing. But I'm not suggesting you put all your money in something like that. Yeah, you, as you mentioned, everything kind of has its day, right? And I, I wonder That's how right. long the, the rates will last because, I, I mean, it's, you know, we see the interest rates coming down a little bit, right? But I keep seeing these savings rates uh, continue to creep up even though some interest rates are coming down. Yeah, the, the thing is we no one knows. But when they change, they change quickly. So that's the other thing. Um you know, if you know you have money that you're going to spend three years from now for a particular thing, then maybe you put that in something like a three-year CD where you lock in the rate. But we don't know. Everything's it's totally unpredictable. Yeah, it is. But you can't take advantage of it in the meantime, of course. It's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Right you now, should. But, I, I have been, and I think it's a good thing. I just wouldn't put all my money in it. Yeah, and just have a plan for what happens when rates do creep back down because it is inevitable. It is a cycle that will... I'm sure once again happen and you'll be back down to a half percent way when you'd be getting cents. Uh, that would be your return on, on your investment <laughs> yeah. throughout the year. You'll look at your checking account and you see, oh, I got a, I got a 
dividend? <laughs> Two cents. I got a nickel this month. Wow. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to discuss that or any other saving and investing strategies, you can always get in touch with Wade. Chatwithwade.com is the easiest way to do that. Again, yeah, chatwithwade.com. Or you can call 214-572-2120. So again, a, a good idea to take advantage, but I always have another plan of attack. And now this month's Kingdom Minute, where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. Wait, it is time for our Kingdom Minute today. What do you have for us? Well, today I wanted to talk about when someone owes you money. So as Christians, we know that paying our debts is important. We serve a just and righteous God who hates dishonesty. But what about if someone owes you money? What recourse do you have? And God's Word contains dozens of uh, verses about repaying debt. But it's usually from the perspective of owing it to others. For example, Ecclesiastes 5.5, it is better that you should not vow that than that you should vow and not pay. Uh, you have to little dig a little deeper to discern uh, what it says about people when people owe us money. I think the thing that's clear is the Lord expects us to act differently than the rest of the world. So for one thing, if that person who owes you money is a fellow believer, you should not Never sue to recover that money. Paul says in no uncertain terms, 1 Corinthians 6, 6 through 7, but brother goes to law against a brother, and that before unbelievers, to have lawsuits at all with another is already a defeat for you. Why not suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? So basically, hey, we're not supposed to sue fellow believers. Of course, this applies only if the person owing you money is a fellow believer. The Bible doesn't say that you can't sue someone outside the church. If you own a business, you may someday be forced to take someone to court for non-payment simply to keep the door open. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And it's not to say you have no recourse within the church. If someone owes you money and doesn't pay, there's th- there's a, ideas outlined about how to do it. Uh, first thing to do is put it all in perspective. You shouldn't be surprised if another believer attempts to defraud you, right? For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. So don't be shocked. <laughs> With that in mind, consider how Jesus treated sinners, kindness, and patience. So you want to avoid confrontation. A good way to do that is by praying for the one that owes you money, lifting that person up, praying that you know, they would see that this is something they need to take care of. Uh, the next step is to meet with that person. Matthew eighteen fifteen says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So if they listen to you, you have won them over. So that means keeping the private the matter private for now. I don't talk about it. Don't put it on social media, all that stuff. The idea is to show respect for the other person so their heart may be softened. Uh, the real goal in all of this is reconciliation. Getting what you owe to secondary. Be willing from the outset to for, forego payment if you need be. And I, I think, Ben, I've talked about in other episodes about loaning people money. Yeah. You know, it's I wouldn't do it. Uh, but if you do, you got to go into it kind of really knowing you may not ever get it back. Uh, if you don't, if let's say you meet with a person privately, it doesn't work. Step three is to take other Christians with you for another meeting. Uh, in verse 16 and 17, if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. That uh, seems kind of drastic, especially in our society. It's important to understand that it doesn't, this isn't to punish this person, it's to help them see the error of their ways, repent, and make good. If the person rightly owes you money and refuses to pay, it's a sin, and the church should be dealing with it. 
that's not how the world would operate, but we're not supposed to. And then step four, you must continue to show humility, respect, and love for the offender. You must remember that you represent Christ and you trust him for the outcome. So keep in mind, people are watching you and think of the situation not as a win-lose, but as an opportunity to express the love of Christ in a difficult situation. Pray the Holy Spirit will show his power through the process, that God's will would be accomplished through you. And whether you're paid or not, either way, you forgive that person as Christ has forgiven you. So little, just a little wisdom from our friends over at Faith Five about when someone owes you money. Not something we talk a lot, a lot. We always talk about when we owe others, but sometimes we may find ourselves in a situation where someone owes us money. It's not necessarily a great situation to be in, but we can, we can try to honor God in the way we handle it. Always a great message to hear, Wade, and uh, we always appreciate your Kingdom Minute and that perspective from the biblical angle that we always try to share here on the podcast. All right, with that, we will close it out. Uh, thank you for listening to the Monday Night Podcast. If you have questions for Wade, you can always log on, chatwithwade.com, and you can grab a time on the schedule to meet there, or you can always call Chessman Wealth at 214-572-2120. All right, Wade, as always, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ben. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.